welcome to the Unleashed Podcast, where we believe that life is better when it's lived from purpose. My name is Molly Brunk, and I am joined by lead pastor of Be Hope Church, Brad Thompson. Brad, how in the world are you? Molly, look at those socks. Your your socks? Yeah. You have cool Wait, socks you, on. You, I, I don't have any socks on. I have striped <laughs> so, socks on today. You have really neat socks on. I thought they were mm. like Ralph Lauren. I thought they were like polo. And no. then you told me they were like probably free from a college, they right? They were. Yeah, they were well, a giveaway. For which I'm deeply grateful. Well, they look cool. Thanks. They, they look nice. I so. never wore socks. You're kind of a fashionista. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that? <laughs> Is that the same as like a barista who's fashionable? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> if you want to be a barista who's fashionable, you could do that. That cool. could be your next year's Halloween costume. All right, you got it. But <laughs> welcome. So every week we start off with a fumble moment of the week. And so the fumble moment of the week, we are talking about Brad Thompson, who is sometimes there and sometimes not all the way there. You know what I mean? Have you ever been talking to someone where you're like, they are not paying attention to a word I am saying? And sometimes our dearly beloved friend, boss, pastor, Brad Thompson does this. Brad, is this is this true? Do we want to, can I tell a story about it or no? Yeah, please. Okay, so. Um, I mean, it's your fault. It's not my fault, actually. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, before we were filming one of our podcasts, we're just sitting down trying to chat like friends. Um, I was telling him about the night I had before. It was youth ministry, you know, had a hard night. Some kids were just acting up. It was really hard. I was just expressing my need and concern to a friend. And before... I could even finish the sentence. He was on a different topic, and he was not paying attention to what I was saying. It also happened again before this podcast. So I don't know if he just hears my voice and tunes it out, but uh, what do you have to say? It's to just you, Molly. What do you have to say for yourself, <laughs> Brad Thompson? To be fair, like— we had stuff to do, and you're talking about all your problems. I literally, <laughs> you asked me how my night was. <laughs> I was telling you. I know, and then Matt's like, hey, we got to film this. So I cut I, you off. I don't remember Sometimes Matt saying that. you have to be rude to be right. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you're just rude. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, That's you, true. I am. <laughs> do you ever do this with your family? What's that? Uh, ignore them? I don't know. I don't want to intentionally ignore them. Uh, On accident, uh, <laughs> ignore them. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's like, man, I really want to ignore them. I, I don't think I've ever done that. Okay, well, my have problem you ever- is here's my problem. <laughs> my my problem is I'm always thinking about the future or a problem I'm trying to solve, and it's not that I don't care about what people are saying. It's just that I live in the future and not the present. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very contradicting to your whole life's purpose, right? Like, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's what like that's what we want to talk about today. Like, here's the thing: when I'm with my family, like I love my wife dearly and my kids dearly, and my wife will tell you there are times where she will just wave her hand in front of me and say, "Are you here?" You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "I'm coming back. Here I am. Here <laughs> I'm listening." Uh, but yes, like. This is why uh, years ago I wrote a mission statement. And so today we want to talk about living life with a mission, right? Because I think it's really important that uh, each of us has a mission statement for our lives. And um, and here's the why behind that is because th- this, is why I re- this is why I wrote a mission statement for my life is because um, my goal in life is to be fully present to people. That's not my full mission statement. We can share it later, but... 
part of it is being fully present to people. And I find that constantly uh, I am being pulled in different directions and it's hard for me to live on purpose when I get caught up in the whirlwind of life. Mm-hmm. And, and so if I could like give you the why behind a mission statement, for me, it's like when my grandfather took us fishing. I love my grandfather. He was great. <laughs> and, uh, and he would, uh, he would take us in this little green rowboat and I can still see it to this day. Um, and he would take us out and we'd find this great fishing spot. He watched the lake being built as a kid. And then, uh, knew exactly where to go. And so we'd find these great fishing spots. But then there were the times where it was windy and it would push the boat, you know, uh, down the down the channel or whatever it was. And so instead of just floating away from the great fishing spot, he would throw an anchor. And I think mission statements are like an anchor. The moment that we begin to drift uh, is the moment that it pulls us back into to what's most important. Mm, that's good. And it kind of tells us a little bit about the why of why we need a mission statement. But I know you have one and you've talked about it with the staff and we've tried to craft them, but like, why is it that everyone should have a mission statement? Yeah, I think in many ways, like um, it allows us to be more strategic about our lives. I think many, I meet so many people who are like, yeah, life's just happening. It's just happening. Mm-hmm. And the moment you have a mission statement, like I said, it's like an anchor. It pulls us back, but it allows you to be more strategic about the, the meetings you take, the people who you engage with, the people who you allow in your life and not in your life, where you spend your time. Like what I love about a mission statement is I can look at my calendar and ask this question. In fact, you would know this because you see my calendar. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I ask the question, who did I empower? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And if I can't answer that question, it means there's something wrong with my schedule. Yeah, it's a 9 p.m. every day. 9 p.m. every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fair. Um, So how do we even start? What's step one? How do we create a mission statement? Yeah, so I know it sounds stupid, but you actually have to craft. (laughs) Step one. (laughs) Step one, craft (laughs) a mission statement, meaning... It doesn't happen on its own or, hey, I'll think about it and maybe it'll work its way onto a piece of paper. Like, there's work that goes into this. Like, my mission statement didn't happen overnight. It happened over mowing the yard. I'm just kidding about that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Uh, But there was a lot of work that went into it. So number one, uh, first I need to define what is a mission statement. Mm -hmm. We need to define what is a mission statement. And here's how I define a mission statement. It is a declaration of why you exist in the impact that you seek to make. Like that is a mission statement is why do I exist and what impact do I want to make? And so when crafting a mission statement, uh, there are two pieces that I believe need to be in that mission statement in order to create it. And so your mission statement shouldn't be paragraphs long. Uh, if it is, if it's something that is not uh, memorable or memorizable, it's not a mission statement. I, I know people who are like, Oh, I want a whole paragraph to write out mine. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, if you can't give it to me in the two minutes that I can pay attention to you. <laughs> well, I need to go take mine from like a couple of sentences. Uh, I got to go edit my mission statement after this podcast. It, if it doesn't fit in Brad's attention span, it's too long. You got 30 seconds. <laughs> Fair enough. So like, it, it doesn't need to be long, but it needs to be succinct and it has to have these two pieces. It needs to have your purpose and it needs to have your gifting. Uh, in the church world, we talk about it as purpose and calling. 
right? And and so purpose is the aim, right? Gifting or calling is the unique way you get there. So um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use uh, like can I use faith in church as a way of speaking about this? Do it right. So here's how I told uh, B Hope the other day about this. I said, when you look at a, a, a crayon, how do you say it? Crayon. 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 I, say, I say crayon. 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 Yeah. Crayola. Crown. crown. Yeah, <laughs> a crown. When you think about a, a pencil and a crown, they they actually have the same purpose, right? They're both used for art, creativity. Like, they carry out the same function. But then, uh, but then they do it in individual, unique ways. A crayon... Uh, what are we saying? <laughs> right? <laughs> differently than a pencil, mm-hmm. right? And and they do two different things, but they accomplish the same purpose. And so I tell I tell people in faith, like if you have if you follow Jesus, we all share the same purpose. And our purpose is to point people to Jesus. All of us, right? We all point people to Jesus if we follow him. And that's really our goal here at this church is to point people to Jesus. Uh but we each do that in a unique way. You do it with students. Mm-hmm. I attempt to do it from a platform at times. <laughs> uh, we have uh, our producer, Matt, who is great when it comes to art and graphics and conveying stories. Like, we all have these unique giftings that have been given to us. And so, and so our mission statement needs to contain both our gifting and the purpose for why we exist. Uh, if you are not in faith, uh, a couple things. One, I would say this. Uh, yours would be what impact do you want to have on the world and what is the unique way that you're going to impact the world? Mm-hmm. I would also say that I've met so many people. I'm going to I'm gonna probably offend some people on this, but that's okay. I'm really right. good at offending people. <laughs> uh, I have met so many people in life who don't know why they're here. They'll say, I don't know why I exist. I don't know what my purpose is. And these are people who are not 15. Mm-hmm. These are people in their 40s and their 50s. Um, and what I find often is that they struggle to find their purpose because they don't have a faith. Yeah. And and I know that's a stretch, and I'm going to hurt some feelings when I say that. But I, I have actually walked through people's lives trying to craft a mission statement and identity statements and kind of crafting a document for their life so they can live on purpose or live on mission. And and I've gone through the whole process to find somebody say, I, I, don't, I don't know that I can actually define my mission without faith. Mm-hmm. It was powerful to watch this young man go, I really can't have a true purpose, and I don't know my calling without God in my life. And he literally gave his life to God, cool. and we rewrote his mission statement. That's cool. And it was night and day. Wow. And so when you're crafting a mission statement, it has to be, Purpose and gifting. We clear on that? Mm -hmm. So, cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so how do um, you—what are some steps in figuring out what your unique calling is? Yeah, that's a good question. So you have to discover your gifting. You have to discover your calling. And one of the quick ways that I've done that is I take a number of assessments. So uh, there's Enneagram, which I know some people are like, I'm not taking those things. (laughs) uh, Witchcraft. (laughs) Yeah. Enneagram, uh, I took Finding Your Strengths, which is different than Strength Finders. Sounds like the off-brand of yeah, Strength Finders. It but. kind of is, but it's way better. Okay. <laughs> because Finding Your Strengths talks about how how you work within a work environment, and it's not 
these wooing. I, what does that mean? Like, I have woo. No offense, but like. <laughs> it's winning others over. Congratulations. Let's use <laughs> acronyms that make sense to nobody. It's literally three letters, winning others over. It's not that deep. All right, keep well, the, going. <laughs> the fact that I had to ask you tells me. Never mind. Anyway, uh, but it's, I'm going to put a number of assessments in the show notes and, and some of them are free. Some of them cost money. But what I did was I took all these assessments and then I sat down and, and, um, do you remember the movie Beautiful Mind? No. Where were you born? <laughs> what year was it made? Was <laughs> it? I was born in 1997. Uh, so. 2006? I don't oh, know. Okay. Uh, I was a child. will so. look it up for us and he'll tell us. But, but there's a scene where like he is writing out all these things on this big glass wall and, because he has a big brain. I get it. Beautiful mind. Yeah. I get it. Big okay. Brain. Keep going. Big brain. <laughs> and uh there's this there's this realization where like I was like, oh, beautiful mind moment, had all the assessments, put them out in front of me, and I'm just highlighting and circling and and I'm trying to find commonalities in each of those assessments that that sort of directs my mission statement. So there were things like you're an eight on the Enneagram. Some people think that means you're a jerk. Uh, what it means is you get things done, right? <laughs> <Okay>. uh, roads <laughs> would not get plowed if we didn't have eights in the world. You just might steamroll over some but here's people the thing. to get there. What people don't know about eights is they are extremely loyal to people. Meaning this, I always tell people, you always get an A when you start with me. Mm-hmm. Don't screw it up. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll screw it up. But the moment you break my trust, we're done. Yeah. And so I'm extremely loyal to people. So loyalty was a part of that. How, how can I be loyal to people? Um, empowering was part of that. Like... As I, as I begin to put these things together and highlight and circle these words, uh, those things made their way into my mission statement. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, number one, take the assessments, different assessments, begin to see the commonalities, and then and then, what do I really want to go with in, in this mission statement that I get excited about? Yeah. So you got you to gotta discover your gifting through the assessments. Uh, the second thing you need to do is define the why, not the what. Mm-hmm. I meet so many people in life who define what they want to do, what they want to do, not why they're doing it. And Simon Sinek talks about this. This is so important. Um, When you define your life by what you do, uh, this is why people get bored. Mm -mm. Uh, Let me explain it this way. Uh, He talks about the what uh, is also connected to to the neocortex part of your brain, which just processes information. I am not somebody who gets excited about data and information. I don't, do you? No, no. No, you don't like sitting down with like spreadsheets and charts and. No, I am not. I don't have a beautiful mind. <laughs> I don't <laughs> not into that, so. Yeah, so so a lot of times when we think about what, like there's nothing motivating about that. Yeah. Because it's just information. Uh, when you're just trying to figure out what you're doing in life, there's nothing motivating behind that because it's just a, it's just a job or it's just a task. But when you get to the why, he talks about being connected to the limbic part of the brain. And that's the part where you feel emotion. So when we say things like, oh, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm just going with my heart on this. Or when people say, man, they, they have a lot of heart and passion behind it. It's because they're living from why and not from what. Yeah. And that's how it's like when you know your why and you define your why, you can do whatever your mission statement is, no matter the role that you have. And you've talked about that. Like, you would live out your mission statement even if you were working uh, at a drive-thru somewhere. Like, that is something. It doesn't matter if you're working at the church or wherever. Right. That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. Uh, The other thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you're connecting, you're connecting your mission statement, you're connecting your gifting to a problem. What problem am I trying to solve? We talked about that in purpose, like, but you got to make sure that your mission in life solves some sort of problem. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we all want to make a difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear what your mission statement is. Like we've talked about crafting it and you've alluded to the fact of what yours is. So I'm excited to hear what yours is. Yeah. My mission statement and uh, some people question me on this and I don't really care. It's my mission statement. So get over (laughs) it. (laughs) But it's to be fully alive and fully present, empowering people to discover their calling in Jesus. That's it. That's good. And, And a lot of people ask me, why do you say to be fully present and fully alive? And I always tell them, because if I'm not fully present, then I'm not fully alive to the opportunity that God has put in front of me. Mm, that's good. Like, how can you empower people? To my point, like, how can I empower my kids? How can I empower my wife? How can I empower you if I have a 30-second attention span, <laughs> if I'm not present? That's fair. Right? That's fair. Because I'm not alive in the moment. Like, you're you're not there. If you're mm-hmm. not there, you're not alive. So yeah. Um, so I say that, and and that's really my heart. That's what I want to do yeah. in life. Yeah. And so once you have your mission statement crafted, what do you do with it? Yeah. So step one, craft the mission statement. That was all the content that we just went through. But step two is simple. You have to keep coming back to the mission statement. Mm-hmm. Right? So often in companies, uh, we create mission statements. They hang on the wall. Nobody talks about them. Decisions get made that have nothing to do with the mission. Mm -hmm. And so often, I think that is the tendency of our life is we do things and it is not even connected to what we believe or why we exist. Yeah. And so uh, one thing I've done in my life is once a week, um, sometimes it's more than that depending on, uh, once a week, I will read my mission statement for my life. Um, and, and I really allow that to set my schedule, who I'm going to be with, the things I want to accomplish, like continually read it, continually come back to it. I had a friend I was doing this with, and one of the things he wrote next to his mission statement, I love this, was it just what said mortality check. And I said, what do you mean by a mortality check? And he said, if I were to die today, would my life be representative of the mission that I've written down on this paper. Meaning, if I died today, would people be able to connect who I was in this world with what I wrote down on the paper? I love that. Yeah, that's good. So weekly he's saying, man, am I, if I died today, like, would people say that I had purpose, why, and a reason? Yeah. And and what I wrote down. Yeah. So this is fascinating to me. Sorry. We've got like out of time. (laughs) We are out of time. Anything that you want to wrap up on sharing with living on mission? No, I would just say to you, remember a mission statement is a declaration of why you exist and the impact that you seek to make. And I would suggest have one because you will live differently with it. That is great. And so every episode we get to finish with hope or nopes. And that's just like, it's, like a fun way of saying yes or no, you know, like, are we pro this, anti this? Uh, it was confusing, maybe, to a couple of people last episode. So hope or nope, you ready for it? Hope means yes. Hope means yes. Nope means no. no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Can the you first, believe that? Can you believe that? The first one is scary movies. Is that a hope or a nope for you, Bradley Thompson? What kind of movies are we talking about here? Um, Let's see. Children of the Corn. Um, Like spooky, scary jump scares. Yeah, like— Anything that deals with 
possession I'm out. Like that's fair. Like, uh, but I I did watch Goosebumps. Ho- it was yes- Halloween yesterday. Uh-huh. I watched Goosebumps with my boys. Was it actually scary? Did you actually get goosebumps? They were laughing. I. It was the one where the the ventriloquist starts talking oh. and has all these powers and oh, spooky. They were laughing. I had goosebumps. Yeah, you said I was scared. Woke up this morning, really uh, thinking early. Thinking about it. Thinking about is there going to wow. be a doll sitting in my in my seat when I come wow. down today? If anyone ever wants to prank you now, so, they know. Hope on being scared. Scary movies. Nope on anything that Demon has to possession. do. With, yes, thank you that's, very much. That's fair. Okay, um, who were you for Halloween? What's that guy's <laughs> name? I call him Jim Hairball. But that's not his name. No, it's Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Is he a hope or is he a nope? Well, I'm a Buckeye fan, so that should— He's a no. It seemed like he was a nope for Michigan fans, too, though. Here's so. the cool thing. So my outfit, uh, I looked just like Jim, mm-hmm. and then I was carrying around binoculars and a sign. <laughs> Lots of signs because I was stealing signs. It's, it was funny. It but was funny. here's my favorite part is all of the Michigan fans loved my outfit. They were like— that is amazing. Like, they <laughs> so you, took pictures with me. They they loved it. You appealed to both sides. And you had, like, Army-grade binoculars, which was really impressive, too. Um, okay, <laughs> last one is the Buckeyes. So we live in Ohio, if you don't know that. Um, so, Brad, you're a big Buckeye fan. I am. I can't really call myself a Buckeye fan. I just live in Ohio. So, um, but they're number one right now. Hope or nope? Uh, I think there's hope for them. I think it's a nope on number one. They don't deserve it. I mean, they're just not a complete team. <laughs> like, would, I mean, I know some of you are going to call me pessimist, but I just think that's just being real. Like, <laughs> I, anytime you say something that's like semi controversial, your voice gets really high. You're like, I just think, uh, you're saying, I'm just being real. So, <laughs> why is that? But, I don't know. Maybe you're nervous that you're going to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. I wonder why that happens. I don't know. So, uh, if you're a psychologist, let hope us for the know in the comments. Hope Maybe for your the diaphragm Buckeyes. squeezes and you're like, <laughs> Maybe. We're back to scary movies now. I don't know. (laughs) But we are so glad that you watched uh, and listened to this episode. Make sure that you like and subscribe and share it with people in your sphere of influence. And we will see you back here next episode. Thanks so much. 